0: welcome to the wedding film academy podcast your go-to source for learning to create stunning wedding films and run a successful business here's your host lumix luminary and wedding filmmaker jordan bunch hello and welcome to another episode of the wedding film academy podcast This is the week of Thanksgiving, and I am so excited. Thanksgiving is one of our favorite holidays around the Bunch household, and so we're just super excited to get to spend time with family and eat amazing food and watch football together and just get to have some fun time just spending time with each other. And hopefully you have plans that are similar, and so I'm going to do something really different one of the things that I am growing more and more in is capturing these little moments in the lives of the the people in my family. And I wanted to talk about that as we're coming up on all these holidays, Thanksgiving and Christmas and Hanukkah or whatever else you're celebrating in, in the lives of your family. And so uh, you know one of the things about all these holidays is that we're spending these precious times together and it's not just these moments around the holidays where we want to remember what's going on in the lives of our family but it's also you know these these random little experiences that we do uh not too long ago i took my family out to go picking strawberries and this uh this little uh this little farm in austin that you know basically has all these fun little activities for kids and also unless you pick your own strawberries and pay for them at the end by the pound kind of thing but it was it was just this sweet little experience with my 1-year-old and my 3-year-old daughter and my wife and I going to you know experience the the wonder of these these kids as they pick strawberries and uh, you know enjoy this farm and everything that it had to offer, you know, the petting zoo and all that kind of stuff. But to me, it was a memory that I really wanted to hold on to. And it was also a memory that I wanted to give to my daughters as a gift. Because as we all know, you don't really remember anything from when you're a year old, or when you're three years old, it's hard for me to remember exactly what my first memory was You know, I have some little vignettes sitting on the counter eating SpaghettiOs, watching Zoobly Zoo on the kitchen counter. (laughs) Uh, Who knows when that was? Probably four or five years old, something like that. But we have just these tiny little vignettes. And so what I am excited about is because of the, frankly, you know, because of the career that we've chosen, because the gifts that we have in video, we not only get to hold on to these memories for ourselves but also we get to create memories for our families and for you know for our friends and in this case you know for my my kids who would otherwise not remember this experience but now they're going to get reminded of it again and again and even if they you know probably my one year old she may not remember it at all but at least she will know That at that time in her life, this is what her family was like. And I think that that is just a really special gift. I mean, what would you give? Think about this for a minute. What would you give to have video of you as a one-year-old, as a three-year-old, that's shot with the kind of quality and intentionality with which you do your wedding work or your corporate work or whatever the kind of video work that you're doing? What would you give to have something like that to be able to remember your childhood by? How cool would that be to be able to look back on your three-year-old self and see the way that you interacted with the world and with your family? Just incredible. And so I'm so excited that because of my career, because of my gifts, that I get to give that back to my kids. And also, frankly, I mean, just selfishly that I get to hold on to that memory for myself and for my wife and our other family members. And so I want to talk a little bit about that and just give you some encouragement around that and also some, some techniques and some sort of philosophy that I kind of live by when it comes to these sort of things. So one of the things that I think is really important when it comes to this kind of thing Is my philosophy on gear. So I'm just going to touch on this a little bit. But it's not so much a conversation about gear. As much as it is a conversation about embracing the moment that you're in. About really not missing the experience while you're in the process of filming it. And I think that's one of the struggles for a lot of us is we may be known in our family as the person who's always behind the camera. And and I don't want to be frankly, I just don't want to be known as that. I don't want my kids to remember that dad always had a camera in their face. At the same time, I want these memories captured. I want to be able to have this beautiful thing to pass on to them and I want them for myself for whenever they're, you know, a 14-year-old cranky teenage girl that uh, I get to look back on the sweet memories of when they were three years old. And I'm sure there'll be plenty of sweet memories when they're 14 years old as well, but (laughs) in in a very different way. So um, my philosophy on gear, especially for these kinds of things, is Very much a minimalistic approach. And I think that that is really, really helpful in being able to submerse yourself in the moment. So uh, I'm actually going to post a link to the strawberry picking video that I talked about. This video was shot, well, other than the quick drone shot that I did uh, as we were leaving that you'll see at the beginning and end of the video. The rest of the video was shot with one camera and one lens. I shot the whole thing with a GH5 and the Leica 25mm 1.4. And depending on the situation, you know, I might use a different lens um than that, but in this case that just kind of seemed like the perfect one camera, one lens setup for what I was going to do. That that little Leica 25mm lens is very small, and the GH5 is it's not a tiny camera, but it's it's relatively small you know, in comparison to what I used to use. But the reason why I brought this camera out, because I've got a lot of cameras, um, but the reason why I brought this camera out, and why I think it's ideal, and, and a lot of your cameras are going to have this feature too, I think, you know, the GH5 excels in this particular feature, is the dual image stabilization. The, the ability to have the stabilization, which is class leading in the body as well as the lens. Now that lens actually doesn't have it. um, But even with just the body image stabilization, I think you get like four, four and a half stops of image stabilization, which basically, you know, I know if you're, I think I'm not super familiar with these, to be honest with you, but I believe that some of the Sony cameras have this as well. I'm not sure any of the Canon cameras have this feature. I kind of think that they don't. And so, you know, it is difficult. It is a lot more difficult to start hand holding these cameras without that feature. And so I encourage you, you know, even if it's just a just for fun camera, if you have the budget for it, look for something that has image stabilization in it, because what it enables me to do is really submerge myself in the experience and not have to mess with all the other equipment. There's so many things that I can do, especially for something that is not paid work it's very um it looks great at the same time it doesn't have to look phenomenal you know because it's just you know me out with my family kind of thing and so it enables me to be able to get the kind of shots that I would want without having to bring along a tripod and a slider and a monopod and a gimbal and all this other equipment that would just hinder me from really experiencing the moment with my family. And so definitely if you have a camera that has the image stabilization in it, that's the one that you want to bring to these experiences because it will just enable you to forget about all the other stuff and find yourself in that moment if you are in a canon make sure you at least have an image stabilized lens that you're shooting with again just to be able to free yourself from all the other stuff that you have to bring with you so there's this balance to be had i think between getting the shots that you want to get and how you want to be remembered again i talked about this Earlier, But it's just that balance of, I want to get these memories, but I also need to make sure that most of my time is spent engaged with my family and with my friends in these moments. And I'm not even saying necessarily that, you know, the major events of Thanksgiving are the things that you want to capture. Maybe it is. Maybe you want to capture the Thanksgiving meal. But maybe it's the other family traditions that come along with it you know growing up we used to go to my dad's parents house uh, my grandparents house and they had a big front yard and we would always have a pickup game of football afterwards and so you know maybe you have something like that maybe that's the thing that you film um but also get in there and play with them too you know i think there's that balance to be had where you want to have fun and embrace the moment with the family while you're getting to capture it as well. And so I I don't want, because I'm encouraging you to film these moments so that you can relive them so that you give this precious gift to the rest of your family. I don't want you to miss out on the opportunity to, you know, engage in the ways that you want to with your family. So that's why I think this bringing a camera with the image stabilization is really helpful because it does free you up to do so much more and to not mess with gear so much and all that kind of thing. So definitely find that balance. You know, for me, with this particular video, if I were to throw a number out of the strawberry video that I'd encourage you to check out so you can get an idea for the kind of thing I'm talking about, you know, I probably spent maybe 15 to 20% of the time behind the camera and the rest I was trying to engage with my kids and just experience the moment with them. And so I think it's good to remember you're really just looking for these little pieces of B-roll. You know, you're not trying to capture every single thing that happens. You you don't, you don't need to do that. You really just need for those, those little moments of B-roll to be able to make a one to two minute little highlight video of it. So Definitely find that balance. Don't find yourself with your face buried behind your camera the whole time during these moments. Engage with your family and be the kind of of father or mother or or brother or sister or whoever you are to your family. Be the kind of person that you want to be with your family while you're capturing these things. Don't, Don't isolate yourself because you're trying to film it. I think it's also important to really film with a purpose. You know, what is the story that you're trying to tell for your family? What is it that you're trying to leave as a memory for your kids? You know, then then capturing the essence of that. So take the same sort of approach that you do with the pre-production of your wedding clients, but it's more of a self-reflection kind of thing, you know. What's the story that's needs to be told here, and then look for those moments to film. And so that allows you to not only, again, put the camera down more while you're actually filming, but also it helps you, I think, to be more intentional in the moment with your family because you are realizing that there's an important story unfolding here, and you're a part of helping that story unfold. And so I think that by spending some time and reflecting on what the story is that's being told or that needs to be told, that will also allow you a greater sense of intentionality as you engage with your family. So along with that, let your desire for good content enrich your life. Get out and create memories. You know, if If during that moment of pre-production reflection, if you want to call it that, for these moments, if you're not sure exactly what that story is, well, the cool thing is it's your family and you have the power to decide what those memories are going to be. What are you going to do? What is that story? And maybe you get to be the decision maker in deciding what the story is. You know, we did another thing where my wife was uh, painting with my three-year-old I think she may have been two at the time actually but anyways she was just painting at the kitchen table and that was a moment where she just decided hey this is what I want to do and got in there and got to capture it but I think that for a lot of you maybe you're thinking oh well the stuff that my family does isn't all that interesting if that's the case I mean that's Likely that's not the case. You just haven't been looking at it the right way. But if that is the case for you, then be the person who's going to change that. And even if you're doing it for the sake of the story that you're trying to tell, I think it will have a really beneficial outcome in the long run. And then this is the really challenging part is don't let that footage go unedited. And this is something I have to preach to myself as well, because I have a video in the works that needs to be edited right now of my family, but I've done a number of things as well. So it's, it's, it's a tricky thing when this is what you also do for a living to, you know, figure out where you put this priority in the midst of your clients. And so I understand the tension that's found in there, but I really just want to encourage you even if it's just, you know, making your edit much more simple, much more dumbed down than what you produce for your clients, find time to do that edit. And as I'm saying this now, you know, I am I am putting this down on my own um, to-do list is to reflect on where do I need to put this next video on my priority list? Because I do have footage that needs to be edited now. And You know, unedited footage is the same as, you know, your parents' rolls of undeveloped film up in the attic um, that, that never gets looked at again. And so don't let that happen to you. So one thing that I'll say as well, and this for some of you this will be obvious, and for others of you this will be really helpful, is... I talked about you know getting rid of the tripod, the monopod, the gimbal, the slider, and all that kind of stuff, especially for moments like this where you're just trying to capture little vignettes of the life of your family. One of the things that you need to do, if, even if you've got that in-body image stabilization, is still practice really good technique with the way that you hold your camera, with the way that you move your camera. And there's a couple of things that I'll give you just as a quick tip that I found is really helpful to be able to get still really nice, you know, handheld footage, either, you know, rock, rock solid, looks like it's on a monopod or slider esque moves is basically what I'll do is I'll I'll get myself in a, in a, you know, athletic stance. If I'm going to be standing, you know, shoulder width apart, kind of resting on the balls of my feet elbows tucked up against my my body, and cradling the camera, um, you know, with my left hand underneath and my right hand holding the grip, and just trying to make myself as stable as possible, finding that center of gravity. And that's where I am if I'm trying to do that monopod shot, where I'm just getting a stable shot, Um, there doesn't always need to be camera movement in every single shot. And so that's where I am if I'm just capturing a moment where I don't need camera movement. Now I'm going to be in the pretty much the exact same situation if I'm doing a standing slider shot. But what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to start with my body all the way on, it's kind of my body weight on my left foot. And I'm just going to very slowly roll over to my right foot and just back and forth just shifting my weight rather than holding your arms out to the left and shifting your arms over to the right. It's just going to be a lot less stable if you go that way. So I recommend really making your body as stable as possible and then shifting your weight more at the hips from left to right. Uh, So those are the two major ways I do it. And then if I want to get low, obviously I'm going to do something very similar, but I'm just crouching down. Um, and doing that same thing. The other thing that I'll say is beyond the image stabilization, particularly if you don't have this feature, if you don't have this feature, you almost have to shoot it at 60 P and then slow it down, do, do a slow motion thing. Otherwise it's, it's probably going to look really bad to be frank. Um, But if you have the ability to do both, you know, if you have the image stabilization and you can do some slow-mo shots mixed in there whenever you're going to do camera movement, especially, it's really going to help to smooth things out a lot. So a lot of this is going to depend on what your what your desired outcome is. If you you know, if you just really don't like slow motion, you don't want that as part of it, that's cool too. So if you're going to do twenty-four and you don't have the image stabilization, you're probably going to have to you know at least bring a monopod minimum with you um or find something to sit a camera on all the time which is going to be a real challenge as well of course you can always do some post image stabilization and that kind of thing i do find that sometimes that looks a little bit wonky when you do that but i think especially when you're doing stuff like this and you're really just looking for a 1 to 2 minute video i think finding that balance between 24p and 60p is is sometimes really helpful just because you're trying to get rid of all the other gear you know so maybe if you don't normally do a lot of slow motion maybe consider a little bit more um, as an option just because you know it will enable you to be able to not worry so much about all the other gear that you have to bring in addition to not having to focus super good on the on the really good technique. Now you'll see in this video that um if you go over to the to the website weddingfilmacademy.org and look in the show notes to see this video, then you'll see that there's a good mix in there of 60p and 24. And part of that is there's these little moments that I wanted to add the camera movement in that I thought the 60p was really helpful for. And then there's other moments where I wanted to capture, I I didn't worry about the camera movement, but I wanted to capture, you know, good, clean audio of what was happening. And so I, you know, I shot it in 60 and I have these sweet little moments where my daughters are saying silly things that, you know, one-year-olds and three-year-olds say, but, it's, it's the balance of those two things that I find really helpful whenever you're doing something, again, that you're trying to immerse yourself in the experience rather than shoot something that is, you know, your normal standard of quality. So anyways, that's really all I have for you. Uh, thanks for tuning in again. We are going to get back. I'm excited. Next week, we're getting onto a... A brand new series that I think you're going to be super excited about. We're shifting to a new series that's all about the super high-end luxury market for wedding videos. And we have some pretty spectacular guests lined up for that series that I know you're going to be super excited about. So anyways, I hope everyone has a fantastic Thanksgiving Thanks again for tuning in. If you haven't already, please hop on over to iTunes and leave us a review. I would love to hear your feedback, and it always is helpful just for, for us to, to hear your feedback and to hear your compliments just uh, so we can have the motivation to keep going uh, as we're putting this podcast out for you every week. So thanks again, and we'll talk to you next week. The Wedding Film Academy podcast is produced by Taylor Juarez. If you found this episode helpful, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a show and help us out by leaving a five-star review on iTunes. And when you're done, head on over to WeddingFilmAcademy.org to chat with our other wedding filmmakers like yourself in the comments section. Until next time, keep making movie magic.